what matters most is despite the adversity you may face in life, get up and keep going. Keep pushing forward no matter what. If somebody tells you you can't you can't do it, you get up and you keep going. Because eventually all that negativity is just gonna reverberate off of you off of you into space. You know, it's not gonna even You're going to feel untouchable. That was from my conversation exploring the walk of life with internationally recognized motivational speaker, podcaster, middle school assistant teacher, and disability advocate, David Figueroa. Born extremely premature, David was diagnosed with cerebral palsy as a young child and found himself facing not only the physical challenges, but also the mental and emotional challenges of not being able to live the same life as other children. David had continued support from his family and developed a self-esteem and drive that is unshakable and also found a love for athletics. David now creates content on a wide variety of platforms to educate, inform, and inspire people from all walks of life with his own story and character. David has wisdom far beyond his age and is truly an incredible individual that I am beyond humbled to have as a guest. The world would be a far better place if we could all live with the love and generosity that David shares. As always, thank you to Misha Zarens for the music in today's show. Welcome to the Walk Show Podcast, David Figueroa. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to be here to share my share my journey, share my story, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, captivate and motivate your listeners and and to uh, doing doing well in their lives and and pursuing their own goals. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. So yeah, I, I came across you had made a post, I think, in one of the Facebook um, kind of podcast matching groups. Um, just explaining your story and explaining kind of what you're promoting. And right now you create a, a variety of online content. I know you've got a podcast, but then you've got a YouTube channel. And then I also see you're active making posts on Reddit. And it all kind of falls under this umbrella of, of David's cerebral uh, palsy and fitness. Is that is that accurate? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So can you describe what the, you know, kind of what the mission or, or what your goal with um, with your online content is in these different channels? Well, my goal for uh, originally the the goal for the content was to uh, share my story, which I which I did at the very beginning, and then I realized, you know, what's a podcast or a uh, a platform without opening it up to those that don't have a voice, you know, because there's so many people out there that they don't have a place to speak or a place to share their own opinions or or values or how they feel about. Uh, certain issues or their in this case in my case it's about disability and overcoming obstacles and just trying to move forward in life and so I decided to uh, eventually open it up to anybody and everybody that has a story to share that's really intriguing that says you know if I could overcome suicide if I could overcome my disability if I could overcome a serious accident so can you. So that's where my catchphrase, if I can do it, so can you, came from. Is from not just myself, but from all those people that have been able to share their stories 
since I opened up the platform. Yeah. So you yourself um, have cerebral palsy. Can you explain for people who might not be familiar what that condition entails? Well, CP is, uh, it's of a right, it's basically, it varies from person to person. So it could be very severe to the point where you can't really communicate. You can't really physically move. Uh, you relied on assistance for the rest of your life. In my case, I have spastic hemiplegia spiral palsy, which is I, my condition affects my right side. Now, the way that it happens is it's happened through, through birth. It happens by birth. So I was born four months premature. So picture, mm. picture a water bottle in your hand. Like, the, say the can you're holding, you're, you lifted up just now. Look at that yeah. can. <laughs> and that's how small it was. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, just tiny. I was real tiny, weighted just a few ounces. Uh, was told I had about three months to live. And next thing you know, I defied that. And doctor said I would never be able to live a normal life as far as being able to read, write, walk. Uh just do basic things that a normal child would do into into even adulthood. I was told I'd never be a part of a normal functioning society as far as me as a human would be. Mm. So I'm curious because that's a pretty um that's a pretty heavy thing to 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 be told as a kid. What was your family situation like? Did you feel did you feel scared or intimidated by that as a child or, or were you able to 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 have a confidence about it then or did that come later like where how did that yeah, how did that play out when you were a child that that came out uh i would say a lot later because um i, I it wasn't until i was eight years old where i was finally able to kind of flourish before then it was kind of like my parents trying to find ways to to be able to provide that education and that foundation for me to to start being able to be a normal child and being able to live a normal life. Hmm. And so, I mean, I guess then you said that it was around eight years old. You kind of started to flourish. What was the what what changed then, or or maybe not even change, but what kind of happened that was that that flourishing? Well, I had a um, unfortunately, I had a family. I had a very close tragedy of mine happened. So uh, when I was eight years old, my biological mom uh, passed away. She was 23 years old. Uh, as wow. you know, she had me, as as not many viewers know here, uh, she had me when she was 16 years old. So mm. think of think of, of herself being a teen mom, raising myself with cerebral palsy. And I also had right. a step, I also had a stepbrother who was two years younger. He was able-bodied, but think of how difficult that must have been for her. But fortunately, I had, not only did I have my biological mom at the time, I had my stepmom, who wasn't my stepmom yet. And then I had my father, who was there as well. And the beautiful thing about it is, all three of them co-parented in a certain way. So Mm. my stepmom was the one who would practically push my mom to take me to therapy, to take me to school because you're you're a young mom. You don't you don't know what to how to deal, how to handle the situation. 
However, having that backbone, my stepmom in the back in her back pocket, as they say, as kind of like a cheat sheet, kind of mm. helped build that foundation to when my biological mom passed the blow wasn't as bad as people would have thought it would have been because mm, you, you had this other network exactly support support matters and i work with i work with uh, teenage students as a youth advocate and support mm. is so important when it comes to a child and having a healthy uh living a healthy childhood and then going into adulthood being able to think you know if i could overcome all this adversity you can too right so um yeah and you touched on you know being an advocate for youth you're also a middle school assistant teacher is that correct yeah i, I actually still uh i'm still an assistant every once in a while i still help students with their work and help teachers so yeah it's something i enjoy yeah. Do you find that you're able to maybe kind of be um, someone that's relatable for, for kids that might not see themselves in, in some of the other teachers, maybe maybe children that also have cerebral palsy or, or some other uh, disability? Oh, yeah. The first day, the very first day I started a um, youth advocate position, uh, I, I told the kids my, my, uh, my journey, my story. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't, I don't, I don't let comments bother me anymore so I, I i crack jokes about myself all the time especially with kids you know i'd walk yeah. i'd walk in the first day and they'll be like i'll be like all right kids i need want to say something about me so have at it we're, we're cool i'm cool you know i, I know you want to yeah. say i walk around like penguin like from the penguin from batman <laughs> or you know all that all that stuff and they started laughing they're like and they asked me why, 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 why do you, why do you like joke around like that? I'm like, you know, life's too short to be worried about what others think. And then, uh, you know, I told him my story, and the next day I had a student come up to me, and he's like, "Yo, uh, Mr. David, can I talk to you?" And he, and he, I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he proceeds to tell me about how he was bullying, being bullied in class because he was mm. disa- he wasn't physically disabled, but he was intellectually disabled, and the kids were making fun of him. So I would always, uh, I would just give him advice, you know, tell him, hey, you know, don't let them discourage you because you, it takes you longer to do things or, you know, to be yourself. Uh, show them by what you do in the classroom as far as your grades. Show them by your kindness, your courage, your bravery. Show them your, show them who you are, you know. Don't let yeah. them don't let them define who you are because they don't know who you are. You right. know who you are. Yeah, that's super powerful. I I think that's super cool. Um I th- and it's it's a I think it's a really powerful thing that that honestly applies to all people um whether it be insecurities about, you know, a physical disability or or in that case like you said an intellectual disability or even just an insecurity about something that's not in, in one of those categories, I think hearing, especially someone like yourself that that's, you know, <laughs> got all this content and, and is so inspiring to tell people that whatever your insecurity is, if you can take it and actually just own it. Right. And, and right. to some extent trivialize um, the ability for others to weaponize it against you. Like it, 
it's amazing how quickly you can turn that around. Um, and it, it seems impossible to believe when you're on the other side of it, I think sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, it, it really does work. Yeah. I mean, um, for me growing up necessarily, uh, I always battled with the fact that, uh, of accepting myself, you know, Hmm. Uh, I always, I always thought of myself as growing up. I thought of myself as this kid with this label, uh, known as Cerro Palsy. And then as the years progressed, I started to think, who am I beyond that? Who right. am I beyond that kid with a label? Who am I beyond that adult with that label? And um, as I went through my schooling, <clears throat> I started to gain that that confidence. And it wasn't until um, I graduated from, from UCF uh, the day of that my stepmom said something that, that hit me. Um, mm. She said that uh, the disability always be a part of you. They can't always be a part of you. And no one ever changed that. And that day, that, that clicked. And uh, since then, I've kept that in the back of my mind. And it helped me uh, realize who I am. You know, I'm not just this individual with a disability. But I always, enc- I always encourage people that... Uh, if you're disabled, you're not you're not disabled. If you're if you're working as a teacher, you are a teacher. If you're working as a lawyer, you're a lawyer. If you're working as a podcaster, you're a podcaster. You're not you're not you're not Walker Near who has cerebral palsy or David Figueroa who has cerebral palsy. You're 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 our Walker Near, the podcaster. Or Right. David Figueroa, the motivational speaker. You know? Right. Yep. I try to encourage that to people. Yeah. Well, so I came across um, a post that you had made. <clears throat> um, I think originally maybe it was on TikTok and then it you also posted on YouTube. But someone had asked you in, I think, in a TikTok comment um, why you you would view your, your disability as a gift. And I thought that your answer to that was, was really beautiful. And I was curious if you would maybe share that again here to some extent. I mean, not that you have to say it word for word, but just that sentiment. Yeah. Um, and, and then when did you come to that? Because I think that's a really powerful um, place to come from. Well, you know, um, as I stated previously, you know, I fully accepted it after, after college. And um, as far as it being a gift, you know, um, I, it took me, it took me years until I was 25 to finally realize this is me. And as far as a gift, you know, having cerebral palsy or any kind of disability to, to me is a gift because it gives you the ability to see the world differently, to teach people a different perspective besides, uh, from an able-bodied person and that to appreciate and love who you are. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, and I always tell people you're, you're valued and appreciated. It's just people don't see that yet, but it's up to you to bring that out of them. Right. So I'm curious, um, how do you, how do you think about fear at this point in life? Do you, do you, do you find yourself having fears? Do you find yourself, and if so, what do you do when those, when that happens? Oh yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, 
I don't believe in necessarily that nobody has fears. Everybody has fears. I mean, yeah. my, my biggest fear is eventually I could, I could lose my ability to walk or, you know, mm. be able, not be able to, to do this podcast again or, or, you know, lo- lose that motivation. You know, there are times where I, I do the podcast and I feel like people aren't really resonating with what I have to say. And it's, it's, it's rough at times, but then I realize not everybody's going to, to support you. I, I've right. had people that have said some crazy comments and all I say is thank you for listening and have a good day. Mm. You know, I try to keep it positive. You know, people are like, why are you so, why are you so friendly for people, even though they don't like it? Just like I say, life is too short for people to, to, to throw nonsense at you. If you throw yeah. kindness, eventually they'll, they'll turn around because I, I had classmates when I was in school that used to make like fun of me all the time. And eventually once they got to know who I really was as a kid, that their mindset went 180 and they decided right. to support me. And I've always, I've always seen life that way. You know, even though an adult or a kid makes fun of you, eventually they'll start to realize and open up and realize there are other ways because you're teaching them kindness. You're teaching them how to deal with your situation. Right. Yeah, that's that's um that's a really interesting way to think about it. And I think in, in our current society, uh, especially online, not the way that people <laughs> typically try and deal with uh, adversity, or or certainly not other people disagreeing with them or challenging them or ridiculing them. Um, but there's a there's a valuable lesson there. Do you ever find it difficult to forgive those people as they? as they start to come around? Oh, no. I've always been a forgiving person. You know, I've never held a grudge towards anyone. Um, All I tell them is, is if once you turn around, all I ask is for you to spread that kindness and that education room. That's all I ask. Mm. You know, I don't don't believe in grudges. I don't believe in, in malicious intent, any of that. You know, I've always been taught to forgive you of course you don't forget but you forgive and that's to me that's just most important right so you know you've got several um videos on both on your youtube channel and again i've seen stuff on reddit where um you know you're you're working out at at, at a gym or doing you know like a push-up challenge that sort of stuff how often are you are you doing that kind of stuff how often are you working out and and what kinds of things are you doing to work out Mm -hmm. Typically five, six days a week. And I do a lot of, uh, I used to do really, really heavy, heavy weight training. Mm. But then I realized with my CP, I learned the hard way. That is not the best idea. That is not ideal. Um, I was doing rows one, one day and I lifted wrong. Instead of using my legs to, to lift or to pull, I used my back. And as soon as ah. I lifted halfway, you f- you could feel the back muscle just go out. Mm. And then luckily, my bu- my buddy was at the gym because he drives. And I call my buddy over. I'm like, I can't move my back. And he's like, he's trying to pick me up. And he, luckily, I don't I don't weigh much, but he was able to kind of lift me up and walk me out. But I was in I was in pain. I mean, I was in pain for weeks. And luckily, I healed up. But then I learned that you do lighter weight and more reps, you're still able to get the same result. And then I also do a lot right. of uh, walking. Uh, 
around my neighborhood. And then I do push-ups, sit-ups, and I try to do everything as, as much as I can as far as working out. I just try to adapt it as well as I can to my the best of my ability. Yeah. Well, and I know you've also, in your bio, you're also a, you know, a baseball player, football player, cyclist. Yep. Um, do, you, do you are engage in any other sports or primarily just those? The, those are my three main sports when I used to uh, compete. Yeah, I was actually a three-time state champion cyclist, and uh, I was scouted after wow. high school to be a Paralympic athlete. Uh, wow! Right, right out of college because I was really good at uh, cycling. I mean, I was practically unbeaten for three straight years, and uh, wow. that's pretty one, pretty remarkable. Yeah, one of the titles I won them with the, with a uh, with a knee injury, and I, and and. Um, they they scouted me. They were interested in me. They were they were going to they were prepared to offer me sponsorships and a six figure contract to complete compete uh locally started here starting here and then work my way up, but I chose I chose not to due to uh, injuries over the years, and the fact that I wanted to mm. pursue college, and I realized that your mind lasts forever, but your body doesn't. And, you know, I said, right. I, the hardest thing I had to do was walk away. And I walked away and I don't mm. regret it ever since. But I've always maintained, I've always kept in shape. And people have always asked me, are you, are you ever considering returning? I'm like, right now at 30, I think it's a little late, but you never know. It might be something, it might be a one-off here or there. Just do it one more time, and just, but not, not something so strenuous. But you never know. Right, not not competition. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, you mentioned motivational speaking. Um, what kinds of, what, what kinds of events are you, are you, have you been, had the chance to speak at or, or where are you able to do the motivational speaking and, and how, how does, how do you enjoy that? I've spoken at, uh, the university of central Florida. That's my alma mater. That is, I graduated from, Yeah. I've spoken at, uh, Seminole state college of Florida. I've spoken at, Crooms High School, my former high school, uh, middle schools, elementary schools, uh, conferences. At this last year, I spoke at the sixth annual cerebral palsy conference uh, based in New England. I spoke in a uh, conference uh, podcast in India, England, uh, Japan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've spoken all over the world, and let me tell you, it's it's a uh, pretty good feeling when you get to share your story and see the reactions of different people but i prefer to do it in person because there's nothing compares from if you speak in a podcast setting you don't really feel that emotion but if you speak in front of a crowd you can feel the emotion radiate off them and it gravitate towards you and that's the best part yeah no that's really cool so do you, I mean, what, what's, what are your, what are your ambitions and goals at this point? I mean, you, you've already accomplished quite a bit and obviously you're making a lot of on, online content or media now. Where do you see yourself in another five years, 10 years? Hopefully, um, having enough uh, exposure to where I can focus on public speaking and, and the podcasting and, and doing everything, you know, full time. Cause I feel yeah. like education goes above and beyond the classroom education right. can happen anywhere 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And well, and you know, I was just I was talking with someone just the other day and and they said that they felt like something that was really important for people to learn in formal education is that you can never learn everything that you would need to know from an inst- you know, a single institution. Um, the learning is just kind of a lifelong thing and so if nothing else, one of the most important skills a person can learn is to is to learn, <laughs> right? Because you're exactly. going to need to continue to do that consistently. Exactly. I mean, you have to expand your horizons. Be willing to take that risk. Yeah. So I'm interested, you know, with your your podcast and is the podcast and the YouTube channel one and the same, or is it different episodes between those two? Uh, they have they have the same episodes uh, on the podcast and the YouTube channel, and then there's some stuff that's additional on the channel that I used to do. I used to do because the. The original podcast that I originally started, I had I was just putting stuff out there, just putting what's on, what was in my mind, and then I realized people aren't going to be as interested if you're scattered all over the place. So, as any podcaster and creator would do, and as hard as it is, I decided to restart all over with the channel, and I said. Am I going to focus on product reviews? Am I going to focus on advocacy? Am I going to focus on um, sports? What am I going to do? So I decided to be like, I'm going to focus on advocacy and bringing motivation and inspiration to people. So now the podcast, the audio version, is just strictly just people on there, guests on there, and my journey just motivating people and then my youtube channel i kept it with everything on there including the product reviews that i used to use you know like the fitness bands uh things that i would use uh, uh, basic necessities that i feel people would benefit from but i try to Mm. deviate from that because i feel like people won't won't be as interested in that as much as listen to somebody speak and, and motivating them you know Again, you you have such um, just a, obviously a great attitude, but that's not even really the, the right way to say it. But I'm curious: do you have any daily routines that you engage in, or maybe not even daily, but any regular routines that you engage in to help keep your frame of mind in a, a good and healthy spot? Like, do you journal or meditate or, or anything like that, or it just comes naturally? I usually um, I usually work out really early in the morning, so I get up at like seven in the morning here. And I go on, a, I go on a run, and then I go on a full workout, and that's what kind of starts my day because it gives me a chance to clear my mind. You know, when you're outdoors versus when you're in an actual gym, because if you're in an actual gym, you're surrounded by a lot of people, so you're not, you can't really focus on your thoughts. Versus if you're outside looking at nature, walking, uh, of course I put music on and, and just get in my zone. You know, it's just me and the yeah. environment. And it's my thoughts. And that's what kind of gets me going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a form of meditation, right? Um, You you know, I think a lot of people think of meditation as something where you're sitting and 
and you know crossing your legs in a certain way but i think it can take a lot of forms and really it's just what you described it's, it's kind of just paying attention to what to the moment that you're in and not getting lost in you know thoughts about the future or the past yeah. or <laughs> things that are out of our control so um you know if, if there's someone that that maybe has a, a physical disability that you know hears your story sees your stuff and and they think well i would like to play sports and i didn't maybe i maybe they didn't think that they could how would someone get started um with that is it just light activities like walking and that sort of stuff or what would you suggest to someone who's interested in following your path yeah start with uh light light walking um think of think of your limitations always think of your limitations um because uh most people they jump in the head head on to things without realizing uh think about what you can do not what you can't um if you can walk by all means start walking um if mm. you can lift things even if it's just five pounds start with that you know i started with a five pound weight and i worked my way up to now benching near benching 100 pounds uh bench uh uh shoulder pressing 75 to 100 pounds i mean i literally do wow. and and legs i almost do about 300 pounds so it's i, I started my way I started, you know, everybody starts, you know, a certain way. It's just a matter of taking your time, knowing your limitations and finding something you enjoy, you know, cause not many, mm. not everybody join, not everybody enjoys a gym. Not everybody enjoys lifting weights, you know, not everybody enjoys exercising for a matter of fact, just find something that you enjoy that can keep you moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a couple of things that you that you hit on there. Um, you know, a the 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 match quality, for lack of a better way to say that, but finding something that you enjoy and something that you just naturally like doing matters so much. Um, and I guess maybe to say naturally like doing is not fair because you don't know until you try something. Exactly. But but I think people will like you know see a treadmill and think, Oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to do to exercise, but they hate the treadmill and then they struggle to do it. And it's like, well, maybe the treadmill isn't <laughs> the thing that you should be focusing on. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's different. Some people like biking, some people like running, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, you just have to find what works best for you. Yeah. And something else that you, you kind of mentioned, you know, just with the, you start wherever you are and that's not, it doesn't really matter where you're starting from. Right. Cause it matters where you're, where you're trying to go. Right. But I, but I think that there's another element of that, which is that there's, that also can take a long time and, and, and a long time is subjective, but I think that the people also oftentimes will have a, a tendency to expect that things change very rapidly and something I've, I've, I don't know, just, a theme that I keep running into in, in a lot of these episodes that I've done here lately and these interviews I've had is that things can take a long time and, and not to get discouraged by mm -hmm. that amount of time. Yeah. I started, I started working out at uh, 14 years old after I went to my doctor and my doctor said, cause I used to be a very sedentary person. I used to not really do, do much as far as walking, um, Played video games all day, was super lazy, didn't really care about my health because, you know, I was this kid with CP. 
And I was like, what, what's, I'm like, nothing's going to happen to me. I got CP. I already, I'm already a mess as it is. And when my doctor explained uh, about my longevity and the importance of uh, exercising and my health, that's when I kind of kicked in and I said, you know, I got to change. And um, at the time I was living with my parents and my parents took the, the back porch that they had and transformed it into a home gym. And that's where I kind of started, you know, with the punching bag, stationary bike, uh, free weights. Eventually, I got my own weight machine. And I worked out practically every day after school. And then I would do boxing and Muay Thai hmm. after school, too. So eventually, I got into really, uh, I got into phenomenal shape. And uh, I learned to love love working out. And and since then, I've been, been hooked and and. And it's funny because at first I started seeing the results that, you know, it took a while, but I started seeing the results and seeing how, how much better I looked, how much better I felt about myself. And, and, you know, people would comment about, you know, I would always, you know, people would say, man, you got, you're, you're, you're jacked, you know, for somebody that has CP, you're like, you got all this muscle on you. Most people with CP don't even, don't push themselves as much as you do. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think, I mean, you know, back to the point that you made much earlier in our conversation, it's, it, it you know, obviously, you specifically, you know, the, the, the challenge, the biggest obstacle that you faced is the CP potentially, but it's, it's not really the message that you have and, and the, the points that you're making aren't specific to CP, right? Yeah. It's really specific to yeah. adversity yeah, anyway. in general, whatever that adversity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And these lessons kind of translate across. Hmm. So I guess, is there, um, I mean, we talked about, you know, you, you hope to be doing public speaking and, and podcasting kind of full time, you know, is there, do you, do you ever, do you, do you think that you would ever try like working with individuals or coaching people or, I mean, I guess public speaking to some extent is that, but maybe something that's more long term than just a singular event. Oh yeah, yeah. I I love um, helping people and coaching people. Uh, I had a friend who a few years ago he needed help uh, losing weight, and he confided in me and helping me helping him out in the gym. And I used to coach him and and you know working out and stuff and 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 dieting and and it's funny because we would go out and get food and. I, he would, the first thing he would do was grab the most unhealthy thing in the world. And I'd look directly at him and be like, drop, drop that food right now. You're, you're <laughs> going to get, you're going to get the healthiest thing on the menu and you're going to eat it no matter how much you don't like it. But I know <laughs> you want, you want to lose weight, right? It's, it's, I know you have that willpower. You have to unlock that willpower inside you. And that's what, um, when it comes to working out and confidence, uh, this is for everybody. That's uh, willpower is to me. It's one of the most difficult things for people to to obtain unless you're really dedicated, really disciplined, really determined to really want to change. It all starts with you. Yeah, yeah. Willpower is something that I've thought a lot about actually, and it's um, I don't know. It, it seems like anytime someone has a tremendous amount of willpower or grit or persistence, they also have a very, very strong desire or um, passion for whatever the pursuit is 
that kind of enables that persistence and grit, right? right. Like, I, I, I don't know if anyone is persistent and gritty in, in that way if they don't really have that strong desire for whatever it is that they're pursuing. Um, which I think can be even subconscious because they might consciously think that they want, you know, whatever the objective is. But then, again, if they don't truly deeply inside want that, then it, it seems like it doesn't it doesn't manifest and they might not even be aware that, <laughs> that that's not true inside. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't aware because they don't realize that they have it. Um, to me, it's that support system that you have that'll encourage yeah. you to really push yourself and see it eventually, whether it's your parents, your friends, relatives, mentors, uh, teachers, it's always important to take out of those people and say, you know, hey, I need help. Can you can you encourage me? Or it's it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to fail. It's okay to try again. What matters most is that you're actually putting forth the effort and you're trying. Yeah, I mean, I think I said this in one of my last, <laughs> my more recent episodes, but I I, I saw um, an interview with the creators of. Rick and Morty. It's an animated. Oh yeah. Series. I love Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, but it was just a brief snippet and, and Dan Harmon, one of the, the writers, he said, you know, people always, especially when they're new, they want to be a good writer. Right. And, and they want to prove that they're a good writer, but it's like, first you have to prove that you can be a bad writer, right? right. Like you just have to write and it's going to be bad when you start. And that's not, you know, just like what you're talking about is not specific to CP that sentiment is not specific to writing um, whatever it is that you're going to do. I mean, and I say that just because you mentioned, you know, it's okay to fail and it's like, it's almost, it's almost necessary to fail <laughs> to actually be better at anything at any, at any time. Right. I mean, not everybody is better than anybody. I see it. Everybody is equal because I, in this society nowadays, you see these people flashing their cars, flashing their big houses, Putting up a front, especially on social media like Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I look at those people and I'm like, you know, something tells me they're just normal everyday people. It's just they're insecure about who they are, you know? Right. Yeah, it's amazing how much uh, insecurity just drives a lot of behavior. Um and and I think of you know it can get it can go far enough that the behavior that the the individual might not see that relationship at all. But um, but yeah, it's it's remarkable how rampant that is, which is why I was excited to have you come on the show and why I like to have these kinds of conversations and promote these ideas because I think that people can feel trapped and I think it's important to have as a, a wide a variety as possible of different voices and, and folks like yourself to spread the message that like it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to feel stuck. Yeah. Right. You, like you can be, be yourself. That's all. That's yeah. all we want is that the real you, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you've definitely highlighted several, um, I think pretty, pretty big ideas that, um, I think are applicable to, like we've said to, to anyone's life. And that's to try and, and turn to kindness, right. Instead of resentment. Right. Um, to be patient and, and to be confident. Um, and I think those are important again for, for anyone facing any challenge in their life. Um, 
Well, David, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this evening. Is there anything else that we hadn't covered this evening that you'd like to to hit on? Well, if I can give uh, some of your listeners some advice is, is this, you know, um, whenever you feel defeated, uh, I want you to dig deep and think about all the people that are always there alongside you to push you to your goals. Uh, for me, getting through getting through education was one of the most difficult things, be alongside walking that I had in my life. And mm. there were a lot of things that motivated me. I mean, from the death of my mother to being able to uh, read, write, or walk. Um, what matters most is, despite the adversity you may face in life, get up and keep going. Keep pushing forward no matter what. If somebody tells you you can't, you can't do it, you get up and you keep going. Because eventually, all that negativity is just going to reverberate off of you, off of you into space. You know, it's not going to even... It, you're going to feel untouchable. You're going to feel undefeated because a positive attitude goes a long way. So don't, don't, as we mentioned here, don't discourage yourself. Keep going. Love yourself. You're appreciated, you know, and you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, well, David, you've got a, a link tree that I will put in the show notes because uh, you've got a, a wide variety of places that, that people can find your content and listen to your podcast and look at your posts and that sort of thing. But is there anywhere you would like to direct people to specifically or, or just that link tree link would be oh, the best? Oh, place? yeah, you can definitely uh, check out the link tree link. You have pretty much all my socials there and uh, mm -hmm. any any high profile interviews that I've done with uh, any high profile guest and or myself or interviews including myself that i've done with on different shows so have at it and enjoy it cool yeah well i'll make sure and have a link to that and then also to your youtube channel um so people can go check that out as well uh, well again david really appreciate you taking the time to, to join me this evening uh it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you walker it's been a pleasure here too Shots are fired in the distance. I'm on 
corn does the moon rise? A business suit standing at our back door Telling us all about the chain A Sunday shoe standing at our front door Telling us all
Her business suits standing at our back door And telling us all about the chain Her Sunday shoes standing at our front door Telling us all Well, that's all for the show today. Thank you so much to David for stopping by and sharing his walk of life. I also want to thank Misha Zarens for the music in today's show. And of course, thank you for listening. I also invite you to check out my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a video game podcast where we talk about why gaming matters, or my other show, The Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the MMO Crowfall. As always, thanks again for the listen. Have a great week. Stay up.